every episode of Final Space. 23 fans, storyboard artists, producers, composers, animators, designers, voice actors. Welcome to Volume 3 of the Into Final Space Podcast, hosted by Gabe Jones. We're back with another episode of Into Final Space. We are here today to discuss the second episode of Final Space, Season 2, The Happy Place. I'm joined today by prop designer and returning interviewee, Yael Givant, and fanfiction special guest, Ness Blue. Let's dive right in. Hey, we are back on Skype with my fanfiction, Ness, and Yael Givant. Uh, thank you so much to the two of you for being here today. How are you guys doing? I'm good. We thank you for having good. me. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for both joining me today. Uh, if we can just start with introductions, uh, starting with, yeah, how are you and uh, what did you do on Final Space uh, Season 2 and you're on Season 3 now? Yeah. So I moved to the States to work on Season 2 back when we were working on it last year. Um, and I was a prop designer then. Now, I'm working on season three as a background designer. Awesome. Yeah. Well, we're so glad to have you on today. Uh, and we are joined by the fan checks in for this episode. Ness, uh, you just want to give a little introduction on yourself. Yeah. Uh, hey, I'm Ness. I'm, my real name is Cheska. I'm 29 and I live in England, a small town called Lowestoft. I am obsessed with the show, of course. <laughs> And I work in retail. Supermarket is crazy at the moment. And that's about it. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, well, thank you again to the both of you for being here. Um, as always, for this season, I will be taking a backseat. I'll throw in a few questions here and there. But uh, Ness, you have the floor for the first question. Okay, let's get started. Um What's it like being part of the Final Space Team squad and what's it like working for Mr. Olin? I think I've been really lucky to um, be working on this show. It's one of the best shows I've ever worked on because everybody's so nice and and everything is very... Well, I feel it's calm, but I bet it's not as calm when you're up with like Olin and David and, and Devo in the room <laughs> there. Um, but we've had a lot of fun and I'm still friends with all of my, my fellow... Um, co-workers and and all the team were really close that's awesome nice um i will carry on with question two so you're a prop designer for the show out of all the designs you have worked on what has been your most favorite one <laughs> i think for a lot of prop designers this answer is usually either like a spaceship or a gun or something like that but i'm really into the more mundane like food or really really silly items that nobody ever thought of <laughs> I think for this one, actually, there was this one prop that um, I worked on. I think it was episode 10 with the, um, you remember that uh, squid queen alien thing? I don't oh, want to exactly yeah. say what happened there, but do you remember yeah, that yeah. one? <laughs> yeah. So there was a king and it had a casket and I had to draw this like uh, stretcher with the king dead on it with like flowers and everything. And I drew it from so many angles because it was so fun and it was kind of unnecessary, but it was so fun. <laughs> nice. That, yeah, that episode was crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, we talked 
a while ago. I believe it was my first crew interview on the podcast. Uh, I believe you were part or I was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think you, you mentioned then that uh, you had one rule when it was when it came to designing props that you, it couldn't look like it was from Target. Right, I, right. I think it was Olin's rule. He said that whatever yeah. we, we design, it has to not look like you could buy it at Target. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll move on to the next one. When you first saw the Hashi place, what was your reaction to it? It's kind of hard to say, to be honest, because I've seen the episode in many, many stages through table reads and even the script and many versions of the, the storyboard before we actually seen the last, like the final result. But I got to admit that one thing I do love about seeing the final result is that I sometimes when I design things as as a designer, I don't do color. I just design the the black and white version, the line art, and somebody else does the, the color. So sometimes what I had in mind for the episode and what I end up getting is very, very different and very, very exciting sometimes because I imagine something to be red and suddenly it's blue or the other way around. And on one hand, you can say that you'd maybe get disappointed, but you actually don't. You just would be like, whoa, I didn't think of this. This is really cool. Oh, that's amazing. What color would you have it? Like, certain parts? I think for the interior, I always imagined the interior being kind of like bluish, almost like a cloud that everybody's kind of like, you know, in the sky sort of feeling to it. But then everything was gold and I thought it was weird at first, but then I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Oh. It was yeah, just a, a really uh, beautiful um, episode, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, just a, a quick episode, or quick question from me. Um, can you tell us who down the line is the the one who does end up picking those those colors for your props? For the props, we do have two uh, color designers, uh, Christina and Stephanie, and they do color for props and uh, and characters. But when it comes to backgrounds, I think usually for backgrounds, you have Devo go over all of the, the storyboard or maybe the main scenes and kind of color block everything. And it's called um, a color, color mood board. Oh, I forgot. Mood board? Color script? Suddenly I can't remember. Something but it's kind of like yeah. it gives the feel of the whole episode. So I think mostly the backgrounds will, will lean on that. And then the character, whoever paints the characters and the props kind of leans on the colors of the backgrounds to match everything together. Yeah, he's he's talked heavily about his his love of color scripts or <laughs> whatever oh, yeah, they're yeah. called. Um, but yeah, really he, he's w- whenever that bring whenever we have that conversation, he he goes on a <laughs> a long tangent uh, about <laughs> you know, his his love of the different colors and uh, especially that kind of funk pop '80s ish neon blue pink vibe that he loves to put into different scenes. Oh yeah, you can totally see it in there. Some thumbnails, you can see the love in the thumbnails. It's gorgeous. I love that theme. Um, I shall move on to number four, if that's okay. Go on, go on. So in the episode, we see Gary throw, can throw down some pretty badass moves. Do you think you <laughs> could face him and beat him in a dance off? If so, what tune would you want? I got to admit that I'm a very, very bad dancer, so I would probably run away. <laughs> maybe need a couple of drinks to maybe even try drink, uh, dancing, but probably run away first. Um, I do love K-pop, though, and I love BTS. And if I could dance like BTS, I would probably do one of those. Um, or any Spider-Verse song, actually. Yes, good music. 
You thought of learning the move? For oh, you don't want to see me dancing, I swear. <laughs> I actually do figure skating, and sometimes you have to do like a sequence of moves, not necessarily dancing, but even just moves before you do a certain like a jump or a spin. And it takes me so long just to remember the su- sequence. I'm just really bad at it. What you say about figure skating, it's actually quite a art, isn't it? It's quite oh, cool. yeah. Magical oh, yeah. Watch. So don't I imagine me being very like. <laughs> Yeah. Um, let's move on to number six. Wait, is it number six or number five? I think five. Yeah. Five, yeah. Do you think Gary's... Ha- this is more of a debatable question. Do you think mm-hmm. Gary's happy place was created as an illusion to patrol, portray what he did to Todd, or do you think it was his own actual happy place? I think... I mean, I'm not a writer, and I got to admit that I'm really bad at writing, but I got to admit that I think it might be his because it has a lot of like bits and pieces of his actual life. Like, let's say the cookie. We got to admit we all know he really wanted the cookie. So suddenly he marries the cookie. That has to be kind of true in a way. But also he didn't have a childhood. He didn't have a family. He didn't really have all that. So I kind of see how he could want all that in his life. Yeah. As for the dancing and all the rest of the stuff, I think it's part of his hero complex. and wanted to be the best or needed or something but i think it i think it's based on him yeah yeah awesome. okay that's cool i i don't know i just thought quinn might be in it <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's true but... I, question. I was just like wouldn't quinn be in his happy place <laughs> so, yeah you can also, yeah you can also wonder there uh yeah i mean at this point, this is this season two, right after he lost Quinn. So you wonder, like, has that loss also, you know, kind of make him lost in like what he wants uh, as well? Yeah, That's true. Although, I mean, sometimes when you dream, like even in real life, when you have dreams, it's not necessarily about the, pers- the person. Like, I don't always dream about my husband, but I always wake up and I love my husband. So it doesn't really have to be him in the dream to me feeling something about marriage or I don't know anything. Right. Yeah, that's true. Um, another debatable question. These are just <laughs> random ones that I often think about. In the episode, we see that Hush Bubbles um, has his own group of henchmen. Do you think they're creatures created by him or do you think they're people in costumes too? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I hope they're not humans in costumes because that would be really freaky. <laughs> but also, we kind of know that the Earth was destroyed, gone, something happened to it. So I don't know if they're human, but then if he took over the place, it would be kind of weird. Um, I don't know. Maybe he just was looking for a part time job after dist- like getting losing his <laughs> job because everything was gone. Maybe. And he ended yeah. up climbing the ladder really fast. I don't know. <laughs> but um, I hope they're not human because that would really freak me out. <laughs> but yeah, these are just things that come into my mind. Like, I don't know. They're adorable, though. I remember when we first saw the design for them, we were like, oh, these are so great. We love them so much. And then they were like, when they were kind of mean, I was like, oh no, what happened? But it, I like creepy cute, so that works. Yeah, cute but evil. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's the best sort of thing, anyway. Oh, yeah. Okay, I've got this is my last question, actually. Mm-hmm. If Todd injected you with Hyper 76, what would your happy place be? Ooh, Corona being gone and being back home. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, at this day and age, yeah, I think that would be my answer. But 
Um, I'm a very, very easy person to please. I think like, you know, traveling, having a dog, doing like very mundane things like eating cake, stuff like that would probably definitely work in my happy place. Nice. Awesome. What's your happy place? My happy place? Oh, Mm -hmm. yeah. Where is it? We were talking, me and my mister were talking about it for our honeymoon. Um, you know them little beach shacks in the sea? Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Literally one of them, just living on one of them forever. Cats as well. I am a cat person. It rests mine. I'm going with you. <laughs> yes. Yes, definitely. Please come. We'll have a party. <laughs> oh, yeah. little shack in the sea. Oh, man, that sounds good. Although I am kind of afraid of the sun because I haven't been out in like, I don't know, two months. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> it is the sun here has been crazy i'm surprised they haven't burnt yet but no if you come i'm definitely like we'll have wine and we'll dance <laughs> i love to dance <laughs> well you're gonna have to see me dancing after we drink because i'm not dancing without anything <laughs> <laughs> that's fine <laughs> yeah, yeah and uh one more question for me before we wrap up i know you can't sure. say anything about season three of course but uh you know I've heard, you know, it's it's been somewhat difficult, um, you know, with two different <laughs> uh, times, you know, you working all the way out in Israel and then uh, oh, yeah. California. Um, how's it been, you know, working on season three and, you know, staying in touch with the team back at uh, Shadow Machine? Well, being in Shadow Machine during this time is actually the best I could ever ask for because I've worked there before. They know me and they're very... I mean, we're, we have this um, relationship already that we love each other and we understand each other and we trust each other. So when everything started going bad, I just went up to Tobias and I was like, listen, so I don't really know what's happening. And my husband is actually still waiting for his green card. So he just went back home a week before we started working from home. And I told him that I'm really scared to get stuck without him for so long and who knows for how long. So I kind of asked if I could come back and at first they were like this is this might be a problem we don't know how it's gonna work but then they ended up getting me a laptop so I could take it with me and I've been working from here and it's I mean it's not as fun because people are working in different hours and I don't get to talk to people as much as I would want to even though we're still at home we do have chats and we we talk to each other a lot um but uh you know I'd rather be with my husband to be honest because it's it's a really hard time yeah I could never like the the show doing this for me is more than I could ever ask for. So I'm really grateful, grateful, and I will, you know, I'm working hard, and I think I've been doing okay. So let's hope everything works out good. Yeah, all the the teases that we've seen so far with the background and stuff it looked awesome. It's so, so. painful to watch, though. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank you. Those boards coming out have been rough. <laughs> I'm actually yeah. hoping Ola is gonna leave anything for surprise. He's showing this you a lot, guys. I'm a lot thinking, of stuff. <laughs> every friday when it comes out twitter goes mental like my feed is just full of it and yeah, twitter just blows up i don't want too many spoilers for it to see anything i feel you although i always get all the spoilers before i start working so i can't really yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome but it's well, fun it's great this show is amazing i love it it yeah. is amazing well, yeah, thank you again to the both of you for being here, for uh, Ness asking some great questions, and thank you so much for your awesome answers. Thank you so much for having me. This this was great. Good luck with the other people. <laughs> and yeah, good, nice to meet you, too. 
nice to meet you too uh yeah thank you guys so much speaking to me i guess it's been a privilege i can't can't wait to see what's in the new series that you've done (laughs) for loving this show Oh, it's very hard. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thanks for tuning in and sitting down with Ness and me as we chatted with Yael. Make sure you hop on over to the Into Vinyl Space Discord server to chat with us after giving this episode a listen. For more on the podcast, follow at Into Vinyl Space on Instagram and Twitter and give me a follow at Gabriel W. Jones on Instagram and Twitter as well. Thank you for listening and I'll see you next time on Into Vinyl Space. Thanks, guys.